Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing to help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. So you didn't exactly catch the Timberwolves Celtics. You were you were close, but Timberwolves Rockets. At least you saw the Wolves win. It was the tale of two halves, really. The <laughs> um, the Timberwolves didn't show up for the first half, and the Rockets definitely didn't show up for the second half. And you know who showed up in the middle? Coolio. <laughs> that is so absurd. It's. Uh... I can't even begin to imagine what that negotiation must have been like. I know, and I and I was sitting there thinking to myself, it's a like one third capacity stadium right now, you know, in terms of how how full it was. And I'm thinking to myself, is Coolio like he's 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 out there, and is he thinking I'm playing, and everybody is like here for me, or is he just like I'm here, I'm collecting my check, and I'm going to the next place? It kind of feels like if you had a a Coolio concert, you would draw more people than that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We got to look up the rest of Coolio's schedule and figure out where else he is. Yeah. <laughs> do you think do you think he has like, maybe he has like a contract with the NBA and he just goes from stadium to stadium every once in a while. Doubtful. He did two songs. That's, it's not bad actually. Like eight minutes. <laughs> what? Did, which ones did he do? I don't know what his first one was, but the second one was of course, Gangster's Paradise. Of course, of course. What a guy. Well, that was good of him. Uh, but more importantly, I need to know, I haven't seen him in person, what does Andrew Wiggins look like in person? Is he a garbage fire like we all think he is? He just it doesn't look like he really cares. And then he'll uh, like do a play and you're like, see, that's that's a, it, it, just like the talent just comes out every once in a while. You're like, wow, he he should be good. I think the general description is if Kobe Bryant didn't care <laughs> at all. Yeah, there's a malaise. That's sort of about right. And then Cat is just like so... He's such like a kid. <laughs> he he seems like a kid. He really does. Just like he makes these fouls that you're like, yeah, man. <laughs> maybe he just... Maybe he still hasn't grown into his body, you know? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's... It's not a, it's not a huge body. It's just, just a seven-footer. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah is he, i mean he should uh he should be good i don't know the tale of the timberwolves team is they should be good they're not what is wrong yeah but they're coming they're kind of coming on since the butler trade and roko looks good with with that team no i mean okay yes roko looks good but the coming on is this is all cluster luck i mean yes they've won what 10 of their last 11 or something but that's a streak that's a random fluctuation I know, that's I not guess. real I just want to be careful. We are stats guys here, after all. fair enough. (laughs) All right, this week on the pod, we're going to keep it short and sweet. There's a ton going on in the MLB right now, and it turns turns out there's also a ton going on in our lives. So we're just going to keep this to some discussion of the guys that we have our eyes on and the news that we've been hearing. So here we go. So next week is the winter meetings, December 9th through 13th, and we know a lot will happen there. 
But I think that a lot has already been happening. I'm of the opinion that a lot's been happening. Oh yeah, this it's been it's been crazy recently. Yeah. So in terms of functionally, players had to file for free agency by November 28th, so last week. So now we know everybody who's formally filed for free agents, and ESPN's actually got a pretty good tracker that I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's pretty decent. The thing that I the thing that I really like about it is that you get all the pertinent information. You get the length of the contract, you get their age, you get their status. I mean, we care a little bit less about the money, even though, although that's... You also kind of need to know about the money. We should be caring more about the money. I mean, we should know that the Yankees, for some reason, dropped $8 million on one year of CC Sabathia this now. Maybe he'll, some by hook or by crook, get to 300 wins. I, I just kind of feel like if that's the market, <laughs> like CC Sabathia costs eight million dollars. Like, what is who who's gonna buy any of the other guys? And no, man, it's it's true. Yeah, I mean, Garrett Richards signed for uh, by the Padres two years, fifteen million. Fifteen. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> enunciate there. Yeah, but like, what is Jay Happ signed for? If CC Sabathia signed for eight million for a year. I I know I, he's well. He's probably going to be the casualty on that roster. He almost certainly is. I mean, the range goes like Patrick Corbin is the other big news signed with the Nationals, who just chronically overspend on things. But six years, hundred and forty million. The prevailing thought is sort of now that that means, or the commentary has been that that means that Bryce Harper does not have a place on that roster. Do you agree with that? I don't know how they're going to afford him. Man, Corbin. I like Corbin, but that's too much money. I would say that he's going to look much worse next year. Yeah. I mean, I think, so the thing that I wanted to sort of get into talking about was was back of the envelope estimating whether guys are moving up or moving down based on what team they go to. Most of these guys, we have no, t- we have no clue what team they're going to yet. So we are only talking about like replacement level team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but somebody like Patrick Corbin... We already know he's going to the Nationals. I don't know. You think 80% production? 80% of his D-backs production? Yeah, but I mean, that division was tough. But it was, especially because you have such a mix of teams and um, hitter parks. You have the two really, really bad hitter parks. And then you have the two really, really great pitching parks. Three, actually, I mean, with the Dodgers. Yeah. But then, I mean, the Diamondbacks, now he gets to play... The you know incompetent Mets and the Marlins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't, well, I was going to talk about this too. I mean, I don't know what to think about what the Mets are doing right now. Phillies and Braves, though. I mean, that's not good. Yeah, I don't know the Mets. I mean, grabbing Cano, most of that's going to be paid for by Seattle. But still, what are you doing? That means that second base is like stuck well, for years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many years? How many years do you think he has in him? Until until the end of his contract, and you see, I mean, he's going to be a top ten second baseman that whole time, but he's going to be borderline top ten that whole time in fantasy. You you really would call him a top ten in fantasy for that time? Yeah, maybe I'm thinking like he's going to be. I, I think he's going to be like eight to fifteen every single year, which in some ways ends up being yeah. a top ten preseason. Guy, if you're if you're like really sure that he's going to be able to return you like 18 and near 300 batting average, I don't know. I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't even know what to so, think. I mean, there's not a team around him. Is the thing that's frustrating. I know. So here are the other second basemen that are available. Um, that I'm looking at. I'm looking at DJ LeMayhew and Ian Kinsler 
less so as Dribble Cabrera. Is there a team, are there teams that those two guys, these are free agents, that those two guys could go to, LeMahieu and Kinsler, that would make them more valuable than Cano? Well, I guess, um, what's the Cleveland situation? Oh, Jose Ramirez is, 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 right. I mean, I think of him as his third baseman, but I guess he's... Play Lindor. I mean, they have to play him at third, right? Because who else do they play at third from that list? I mean, if you had an infield of Encarnacion, Lindor, Ramirez, and LeMahieu, LeMahieu doesn't really fit on that team. Maybe Kinsler. Kinsler would be better. Yeah. Kinsler is second. That'd be kind of fun. That's why they wanted Donaldson, because they could put Donaldson at yeah. third and then yeah. move. Ramirez, Ramirez every once in a while there. So, what would you take a bet right now, saying that that Lemayhew is going to be drafted higher than Cano? I would take a head-to-head of um, Lemayhew is going to win more categories than Cano. Than Cano. Cano. Oh my gosh! What am I doing? <laughs> what, a, what a slip! Definitely. That's, that's win, actually a funny. Definitely going to win more categories than Cano. <laughs> Uh, more categories. Actually, no, he won't because he's going to get no, batting average. Yeah, and then, well, no, maybe because he can get batting average and runs. Definitely, I'm going to take. I would take Cano. Stolen bases. Okay, well, let's get... put those head to head. Okay, head to head on the five categories. On the five categories, yeah. I like that. I guess my takeaway from this conversation is that there's a there's a good chance that they actually could be comparable. However, LeMahieu could get signed in just a disaster type situation, and this could go south quickly for you. Oh, yeah, he could be on the Padres next week. <laughs> he's not going to be on the Padres. There's no way. They're not going to spend that money for him. Yeah, I wonder what he's going to make. Yeah. So basically, though, of the top 10 right now, only two have been signed, Corbin and Donaldson. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a lot of interesting things to have. I mean, top 10 is a loose term here because Jed Lowry screens as a top 10 free Ooh. agent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all it's all a little flexible. Basically, you have Machado, Harper, Brantley, Keuchel, Pollock. I don't know. McCutcheon should be up there. I want to talk about him in a second. Okay. Uh, yeah, actually, let's let's Kimbrel. skip right to McCutcheon. Yeah, Kimbrel. Yeah, let's get right to McCutcheon. He had a down year in 2018. What does he need to actually warrant you looking at him in a draft this year? I think he needs to get. He needs to not be in center field. And he needs to be on a team that doesn't have four outfielders with him. What if he went to the Twins? What would you do? I mean, he's not going to, but... That, I mean, the team sucks, so... What, I mean, if that would be... play... what if he got to play left for the Twins? I know, if he played left field for the Twins, and Buxton was not a corpse, and <laughs> um, Max Kepler decided to return to his 2016 form... I mean, they still, they still, have, no, they still have no infield, <laughs> but... I they could they could sign Dozier again. I mean, Twins fans would take that in a heartbeat, right? My yeah, yeah. Yeah, they would. No, I mean, that's what uh, I mean, I don't want McCutcheon to end up a team on a team like that, but I also don't want him to end no. up on a team like the Yankees. No, he's he's not good on the Yankees. I mean, to me, I see McCutcheon's value swinging anywhere between the fourth round. I mean, can you can you justify t- uh third round? No. Justify t- no. You can't you can't justify and, a top fifty pick on him. But he could go all the way I mean he could if he ends up in again the in San Diego or something, he could 
he could really drop. Yeah, if he does the BJ Upton, ends up in center field in huh. San Diego. That would, wow, that that would actually be the worst situation. Center field in San Diego. Oh, that'd be bad. I mean, he just did the Jacoby Ellsbury and ended up on the Yankees, and yeah. I so I think I would say in general though he should back into a better position in 2019 than 2018. But I'm still not going to take him before the. No, I mean I think his future is a just a consistent, like a, a consistent guy who's basically on your bench and is a fill-in player. That's so sad for like a what he used to be MVP yeah. candidate. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll pull a Derrick Rose. You know, put up a 50 point season. Maybe he's got one left. Uh, all right, let's talk about this Mariners fire sale. What is going on? I mean, eighty what eighty three and seventy nine last year. They uh, were. I mean, your twins would take that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yes, they would. Uh, they've they've started moving people. They they ended up getting back Carlos Santana from the Phillies, which is bad for Carlos Santana. Ugh. Wow. So who else gets sold here? Or who else gets dealt? I mean, they're they're moving things that anything that's not nailed down. So who else do they move? Do you agree on Kyle Seeger and D Gordon? I I don't know that they can move Seeger, but they should. He's maybe their best asset left. Is he an asset though? It is at his current price tag um, though. I mean, th- this that's the thing is like they're now looking at. I mean, they're not going to be competitive for five years. So, are any of those guys still around? Mm, no. So, I mean, I look. I look at they this gotta roster get rid of D, D Gordon. I look at this roster and don't see anybody that is a part of their next playoff run. Basically. Yeah, you're right. D Gordon and Kyle Seager have to go, and the question is whether they could repackage Bruce. And then I think that no, but I think that Mitch Hanniger and and Healy could be. Oof, that's going to be maybe, tough. Maybe Healy. Maybe Healy. Hanniger is two years older than I thought he was. Yeah, and so and so is Zunino. Like, Zunino is old also. Uh, let's talk about the transaction log here, because there's, there's, also, there's also some stuff going on in there that I think is, is interesting. Laurie Garcia, I want him to be a thing. He's not a thing. He can't stay healthy. Why do you, why do you want him to be a thing? Do you have him? Do you own him? I've owned him a couple different times. I just think that his skill set models pretty well if he was to scale up his um, his games played. White Sox, not a good situation for him, probably. No. There again, I don't know what the good, a good situation for him would be. Like a borderline playoff team, right? Where he could have enough time and wouldn't be fighting with real players. <laughs> so, the White Sox... <laughs> No, well, you know what I mean. But we want him on a better offense on a team that can actually do something. All right, you about ready to wrap this sucker up? Let's do it. I want to tell you about some tech that I conquered this week. I can now make gifts with transparency. That is pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. What is this for, though? There's, like, basically nothing else to say about it. I just needed to tell somebody that I can do this now. There is those little tiny things where you're just like, I... I have created fire, you know, it's like it's channeling. <laughs> this is great. This is, I mean, this is, this is nominally for a talk, but I don't know. I think it, uh, think, I think you can make some pretty cool looking things. With we'll it. have can, to use it. Now we can put, you can, 
I don't know, you can overlay it on anything you want. Man, transparency has been driving me nuts this week as well in some of the maps that I've been trying to produce. <laughs> See, there you go. You could use transparency. You could put transparent GIFs over maps. Ooh, that's not actually that bad. I know. See, I'm telling you, there actually are applications here. I finally conquered it. Alpha channels. I know what's up now. Alpha channels. Yep. Yeah. As soon as you start getting it, I, yep. <laughs> RGBA, man. I did not know it was a thing until like six months ago and finally conquered it. All right. Let's get to the review session. R-O-T-J. Return of the Jedi. First thing, what version did you watch? I, I watched the most recent. I watched the Blu-ray version. So the Blu-ray version, when when Lucas converted to Blu-ray, he put Anakin Skywalker in, as in Hayden Christensen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's in the that's in the that was the DVD version that I watched. Oh, or was that the original DVD version? I thought it was. Oh no, you're right. It was the fir- the first DVD version came with. Because then, what does he do in the Blu-ray? He changes some. He changes other things, though, right? Took off the eyebrows, I think. Was that the eyebrows thing? Oh, the eyebrows. I The thing that always throws me is is the stupid other cities in the celebration scene. I love it. I that is a, That's an addition I love. What about the Sarlacc pit with the beak? Uh, I actually like that better. You like the beak? I kind of like the beak, too. I think I'm kind of a Dune guy, though. You know? <laughs> like, I like... Not to, not to mix sci-fi here, yeah. but I, oh, I like... I'm a, I like Dune. I like Dune. Frank oh, Herbert. Boy. Frank Herbert books. And you got to have sandworms in that. And they definitely have beaks. So, like, <laughs> wow, mix my mythology is, a little is, bit. This is going off the rails. Ewoks. Okay. <laughs> Ewoks, pro or con? Pro. Always pro. Like, I don't know what... Be- I don't... I don't... I really don't understand people that don't like them. Like, what is... What is the main complaint? Uh, too cuddly. Stuff like that. Which is like... Yeah, but... But why would you not expect that, right? Presumably, Endor evolved in just total isolation. Yeah. Okay. Um, where is it? Original six. Uh-huh. I, um... And then the current eight? Ten? <laughs> there are... So, there are scenes... Star Wars movies. There are ten Star Wars movies. There are scenes in this that I think are top five scenes in the franchise. The Battle of Endor... Space Battle, Battle of Endor. is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I I really enjoy the Luke Vader face off. This Luke Vader face off. Uh, I'm really an Empire guy for for that face off, but no, because I because Luke is so much more refined. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think this that to me is like the lightsaber duel that I wish they actually would have replicated in the first three movies. Wow. Wow. That, really. That style of yeah, I like. Okay, well, this is going to give away where I think these movies go, but, like, the the Count Dooku, anything with Yoda, and the Emperor lightsaber duels are my least favorites. I know. I mean, my favorite is Darth Maul. And then the, the Luke, blue lightsaber yeah. Luke against Darth Vader. But I think, Darth, I think the Darth Maul is more similar to green lightsaber Luke battle because there is more... There's more refreshing stuff. Yeah. Prequels, it, it, it was so funny because I feel like you could have gone two directions after episode one and they went the wrong direction. Yeah, they very much did. They should have they should have stripped everything off after they got the 
they should have they should have done much less CGI after they found out what was wrong with episode one. And then they're like, no, actually, I think the problem was we didn't put in enough CGI. Yeah, it was. Like, yeah, that was it, not the problem, you guys. <laughs> we we read the notes and, and totally interpreted them wrong. <laughs> okay, all right. Next week, this week, I want to do the Big Lebowski. Nice, the dude. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter. Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left for you is worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too.